Welcome to Formative, the show where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. Season five of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc., whose purpose is to create a brighter future with bold representation from underrepresented youth so we can realize the full potential of every one of us. Catherine Treff is our guest today. She's the director of design for Macy's and is going to give us a peek into their world of fashion. Hello and welcome. I'm Rachel Gastic, CEO of New York Edge, and my co-host today is Nevea from MS382K. Nevea, why don't you tell us about yourself? My name is Nevea, and I am a student at College Prep. I am in the sixth grade, and yeah. So Nevea, who are you interviewing today? And tell me, are you excited about today's guest? Um, yes, I'm very excited. I'm going to be interviewing the director of design for Macy's, Catherine Treff. Catherine, thanks so much for being with us here today. Let's get started. Take it away, Nevea. Okay. My first question is, what made you want to be a director of design? That is a great question, Nevea. I didn't know when I was younger what a director of design was. When I was younger, I knew I really enjoyed fashion because when I was about your age, I would be so excited to pick out my outfit for school the next day. I'm not kidding. I would lay out my clothes on the floor next to my bed as though there was like a person laying in them. Like I would put <laughs> my pants down and I would tuck my tights in the skirt, <laughs> shoes down and tuck the feet of the tights in the shoes and put a purse like across the body as though there was an actual <laughs> person because I was so excited to get up, get dressed and go to school. And so believe it or not, that passion and that love for clothing and putting together an outfit is kind of what led me as I grew and as I started thinking about college and career paths to think about how much I loved clothing and the idea of putting on a look every day. I ended up going to Kent State University, which is a college in Ohio, and I actually born in Canada, believe it or not, but lived in Ohio for most of my life. And Kent State University has an awesome school of fashion design and merchandising. And so that's where during college with great professors and an opportunity to travel abroad to Italy and study in Florence um, art history and learn pattern making and sewing and illustration from our Italian staff. Um, which was an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. Some of the most creative moments in my like younger career was when I was abroad and somewhere where it was brand new to me and I was learning so many things at once. My love for fashion really just blossomed. It took me to New York after college. I moved to New York City. Um, and from there, my career in fashion started off as an assistant designer And then it moved to what we call an associate designer. And then you move to a designer and then you become a director of design. So Mm -hmm. my career started the way everybody starts on the first level. And as I continued to grow and learn in the fashion industry, I am now the director of design and it is a very cool job. One other question. What is your favorite color? Oh, 
Does your favorite color change from time to time or do you have a steady favorite color? Well, I'll, I have multiple favorite colors. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like red, I like black. Sometimes yeah. I like blue sometimes. And yeah. When you say you like them, do you mean you like to like look at them? You like to wear them? You just like the way they make you feel? Sometimes I do like the way they make me feel. I wear them sometimes and sometimes I like to paint. So I'll paint with those type of colors. Love that. So, yeah. You're a painter. What like do you just create like abstract art, or do you try to create like pictures that you see like out in the world? Or well, I'll just draw anything that comes to mind. But like right now, in after school, we're working on a project for a showcase we have tomorrow. So right now, we are drawing like facial features of a girl. Nice. So I'm drawing an eye to show like to show like what she sees and how her eye would look. And some of my friends are also drawing facial features. Like one of my friends, well, it's not a facial feature, but she's drawing like a hand. We have my friend who draws, who's drawing an eyebrow, another okay. friend who is drawing a nose and another friend that's drawing like lips. And there's also another, an eighth grader who is drawing like this girl with all her facial features to show what all of these other facial features would add up to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I just paint whatever. That's really cool. And the exhibit is tomorrow? You're presenting your art tomorrow? Yes. Oh, congratulations. Are you finished? Is it done? Or are you still working yes. on it? Um, well, it's kind of finished. It's mostly finished, though. And what colors did you use? So I use black. I use brown. I use, like, some pink on the sides to, like, decorate the sides of the canvas and... Yeah, so I just used some black. I used brown for the pupils. And yeah, so I just do whatever. Nice. I love that you said color that makes you feel a certain way because me, color, and why I think my favorite color changes is because color evokes emotion. Like what I do for work as a design director, I am constantly looking at color because mm -hmm. color is big factor into why people buy clothes because they like the color because they like color looks on them because it makes them feel a certain way and so I'm always looking at different shades of color and when I look at a page of color like different like shades of yellow I love yellow mm -hmm. yellow is such a joyful color to me it's so happy it's uplifting it's optimistic it's clean and can have so much saturation and brightness and be like hot, shocking yellow. And then it can be super soft and muted and feel very calming and relaxed. It also reminds me of like the sun and the warmth that I feel from the sun. And in different times of the year, I crave that warm sunlight. You know, we live in New York and we experience the season. So when it's like bitter cold in January and February, I... <laughs> really want to wear something yellow or look at something because it just brings me the feeling of what's to come for like warmth and all. So my favorite colors change, but I, I also really love blue. Yeah, I think blue is super calming and I can just stare at like blue artwork. Like, do you know, I'm sure you know Picasso, the artist? And he had like his blue period and the shades of blue that create like depth and levels and layers and evoke like a feeling like you can almost feel it. 
Do you have any favorite art exhibits that you'd like to go and see or any that you would like to see? Yes, I have so many that I would like to see. At the Metropolitan Museum of Art, they are recently, the most recent gala was like the history of fashion. And I went with my friends and the exhibit was set up in such a cool way that it, it, each room like was a different period of time and a different kind of fashion movement with a different focus on an, a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool for me because you were able to kind of walk from the early times, like when Abraham Lincoln, like they had like the coat that he wore when he was assassinated and they talk about the garment construction of that coat. And then you walk into a next room and it's talking about like early colonial times and what the women in the time would wear. And then you walk into another room and you see like the twenties, like, you know, in the thirties where it was like Dior and kind of like after the great depression, how fashion evolved and each era that went on and on all the way kind of like up to today. And what's really cool is that like in the world right now, we're living in 2023 and fashion is evolving and reflecting what's happening. And so really cool that there's exhibits and museums that just like lay it out in a way that you can see the history of that and you can watch the evolution of style. Since you have so much, you know, favorite art exhibits, do you have any art that you've seen in these exhibits that you would make a clothing piece out of? We take inspiration all the time from art. Yes. Fashion design has many different like avenues. It's not just making clothes, right? A fashion designer can study art and become a print designer. So we have a whole team of print designers who we work with because I am not an expert in creating the print. I really understand the garment and print. So artists go to museums all the time and just absorb color and line work and you are talking about your upcoming exhibit tomorrow and we just kind of absorb the art and then we think about it and interpret it into our own art that we create and prints that maybe you buy a dress and it's a floral dress but the art was inspired by a monet painting that they saw so it's really cool to be able to just kind of absorb all of the art so we don't ever copy anything directly. We just get inspired by it. Okay. What inspires you to do design? Inspiration, I think, is everywhere. You, you inspire me. I look at the people on the street and they inspire me. I look to museums when I take my son and my husband and I and we go to a museum and we see beautiful art or sculpture. It inspires me. I look on TV and what's happening in the news and in culture and in movie and film or music. There's so many different sources of inspiration. And the beauty of design is that you can pull all of these different ideas together and create something really unique. So finding inspiration in every little moment and whatever brings you joy really helps to fuel creativity and Mm -hmm. give you some great ideas that you may never have even known exist. Mm, That's cool. Okay. Can you give us a specific 
example of a piece of art that inspired you? Oh, a specific example. You know, so I live in Brooklyn, work in the city in Manhattan, and the Chrysler building is a building that I find to be incredibly inspirational. The architecture of this building, it's Art Deco. It has such fine detail and such a notable and, in my opinion, glorious silhouette. Uh, so I feel like that building and like how iconic it is to New York City and to the skyline and to the history of the city and that it kind of was new for what it was at the time and pushing the envelope and what architecture could be. I find that super inspiring. And I think that what we do and what I do in my job every day is take an idea and say, how can I create something new? Because clothing already exists, right? Like pants exist. Buildings like the Chrysler building exist. But how do you take something and how do you put a new spin on it? And how do you make it feel special and like remarkable? All right. I am also from Brooklyn. So cool. Go Brooklyn. Um, do you make clothes? Or do you design clothes for Macy's? So that is a great question. At Macy's, I am the design director. And the way we work at Macy's is we are a huge team. There are experts in each category of garment and apparel. So for example, I'm the director of design. There's a director of technical design. There's a director of fabric. There's a director of color. Director of print and pattern. And so everyone at Macy's, we are one amazing big team and we work together to create the clothes. I don't myself sew them. We have amazing technical seamstresses and factories that are the experts in garment make. But personally for myself, I do enjoy sewing and I do enjoy um, just being creative. I'm not an expert by any means on the sewing machine, but it's kind of fun to, on my own time, to just kind of play around and get creative and do hem details. I've sewn all the curtains in my home because it brings me <laughs> But yeah, the way we work at Macy's is such a team effort that mm -hmm. you amazed to hear about how many people had a hand in creating one piece of clothing that we make. Is there like a piece that you have made that you're really proud of? Yes. We at Macy's partnered with Make-A-Wish Foundation. So there was a little girl, her name is Elizabeth, and she had a wish to make a dress and sell it at Macy's. So I was fortunate enough to be asked to help with our corporate team make this little girl's wish come true. Mm -hmm. And... Together, Elizabeth and I and a group of our, my partners and peers, we collaborated and created a dress. I sketched it for her. I talked to her and asked her what she likes, what kind of dresses does she like, what kind of fabrics does she like, what kind of colors and prints does she like. And together, we sketched up a dress and we ended up producing it for Macy's and we sold it. It was a off-the-shoulder Tear ruffle maxi dress. It was pink floral. So it had these beautiful large florals. And it was a dress designed by Elizabeth. I just helped bring it to life. And it was an amazing, it was a very proud moment. 
she she wore we made a little one for her and even a littler <laughs> one for her sister and uh-huh. her mom and they had matching dresses and it was just such a proud moment because the joy that project brought to that family and to so many people so she was twirling and spinning and it was floating all around her and she loved that she could wear it off her shoulder or on her shoulder and she said she felt like a princess and also like a cupcake but for me that meant job well done because she was so happy is something that I'll remember from my whole career. What makes you, you? That's such a hard question. I feel like every day I'm asking myself what makes me me, but at the same time, I can't question who I am. I just have to be me, right? And so I think if I were to say, what makes me happy, what brings me joy, and maybe that makes me me a little bit, is I really like working with people. I really like collaborating and bringing optimism to everything I do. I'm so happy and thrilled every day to get to create wearable art. And I feel really fortunate to work with such amazing people that I think what makes me is that it makes me so happy to be able to work with a team. There's designers of all different backgrounds and focus in terms of what they studied in school. And that brings me so much joy that it kind of, I think, makes me a passionate person. And um, so that I think in terms of my work, that's what makes me me. And then I'm also a person outside of work, believe it or not. I am a new mom. So I have a little baby who is eight months old and (laughs) it's my baby. His name is Armand. And I'm also a wife to my husband and a daughter to my parents. I have three siblings. I have tons of friends and nieces and nephews and all those things that make you, I think you, because your family and your friends really support you and help you be your best self. So kind of feel that's me, I guess. All right. So Nevaeh, can I ask you, what makes you, you Nevaeh? Well, something that makes me, me, my family, my friends, my teachers, my school. And sometimes I like to do writing, like writing stories. Cool. Um, especially in ELA class. Yeah, well, that's what makes me me. What's ELA? ELA is a English language arts class. Oh. So we learn stuff like different books, narrators, authors, and stuff that has to do like reading cool. and writing so stuff. Right. Yes. Do you like any type? Like, is it like fiction, non fiction, poetry, or are you kind of just trying everything? Yeah, I just try everything. I really like everything. So Awesome. Good for you. All right. Okay, this is another question for you. Would you prefer sneakers or heels? Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. This question is like, oh, depends on the day of the week. No, <laughs> I honestly, you're, some people may hate me for this answer, but I just have to be me, right? I would say heels. Because I always would rather be overdressed than underdressed. I love to get dressed. It brings me joy and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel excited. And so sneakers totally excite me. Don't get me wrong. There are cool days when I can put on an awesome pair of sneakers with jeans and a t-shirt. And I can probably get to the train way faster than I could if I had heels on. 
But if I had to choose, if I was pick one or the other i think that when i wear a pair of heels i feel confident and powered i'm already tall i'm like five feet eight inches tall so i'm pretty tall yeah when i wear a pair of heels sometimes i get close to like five eleven maybe even six feet which is like i feel like i can just like take on the world almost like a superhero like moment <laughs> until the end of the day when my feet are like oh, okay time to kick those bad boys off and slide in your slippers or whatever it is to relax. But yeah, I mean, shoes are super fun. And I think heels just kind of finish off an outfit. So I'll go for heels. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Bouncing off of that question. Do you have any favorite places you like to shop? Macy's? Really? Macy's in Bloomingdale. So we're one company and I am a huge fan of all of our brands. I love our private brands. We have INC, which is like a really kind of bold and glam kind of brand with like hardware details, like chains, great like blazers and like awesome jeans. I love wearing jeans and blazers and a t-shirt with a heel, with a heel. Like well, the beauty of Bloomingdale's and Macy's is, you know, stories because what we do in design is tell stories. So I love shopping department stores. And then to get inspired, I go to like high-end department stores. So I'll go to like Bergdorf Goodman because their windows are just so beautiful. I'll go to Saks Fifth Avenue because I find a lot of creativity and inspiration in the way that artists present their clothing there too. And then in the meanwhile, while I'm doing that, I look at what people are wearing on the street. I get so much inspiration from seeing how everybody dresses themselves, especially in New York City. When you wake up in the morning, like, what do you think about when you're getting ready for work? That's a good question, Nevea. So many things. What I'm actually trying to do is not think about so many things when I'm getting ready for work sometimes and let my mind start a little bit more slowly. Sometimes there's just a lot of information. So like you might wake up and have some texts or you might have some emails or you might have notifications from different apps or like news updates that you follow that combined with being a mom and, and wanting to take care of my baby and also thinking about work day there's a lot that goes on in my mind when I first wake up and I try to just do my best to take a little bit of time at the very beginning of the day to just let my mind start slowly and not jump into everything all at once because we owe ourselves that little bit of grace and take things like one thing at a time before the day starts to pick up and you're doing many things at once. I do think about work. I do think about family. I do think about what's going on in the world and current events. I think about my friends and if they're okay, but I try to just take a little bit of time to just clear my mind and make sure that me, that my mental health and my wellness is because it's like they say, you know, when you're on an airplane, make sure your oxygen mask is on first before helping the person next to you. You have to make sure that you yourself can breathe before you help them breathe. Otherwise, nobody is breathing. So, so yeah, I think that I try to take a little time to make sure I'm doing well, check in with myself. And then before I know it, the morning is off and running and all the things. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Do you get nervous to speak in front of other people? I do. 
I'm not nervous yeah, with sometime. you, right? I feel like we've known each other for at least a week, at least. I've comfortable with you already. And it's only been a short time. But yeah, I think it's so normal to feel nervous when we meet someone new or when we're like in front of a group of people. But as I have practiced it over my career and as I've gotten a little older and just had to do it, it's easier. When I first started doing like public speaking and having to present in front of large groups, I would have to like talk myself up, like almost like a little like hype man before I would get out and say, okay, you don't be scared. You got this. You can do it. You can do it. And I would be nervous and sometimes I would trip words and stumble a little bit. But then the more I spoke in public and the more I recognized that people are truly kind mm-hmm. and usually they want to hear what you are talking about. And people are really just nice. I think that the more you remember that we're just all people and there's no reason to be nervous because you and I are just regular people having a conversation, the easier gotten. So a little bit of practice, a little bit of, you know, failing at times, but then getting up, brushing myself off and saying, it's okay. You know, you did your best. It just becomes something that then becomes fun. So the nervousness turns into like fun energy. And I take away so much from these conversations. Like I'm going to leave this chat with you and think about you and think about all the cool things you're doing in sixth grade. And how maybe I'll run into you in Brooklyn in the streets or I'll see each other on the subway and brings me joy. So I really like talking in public and meeting people. Thank you. So Catherine, thank you for being on today's show. There's one question we ask all our guests. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your 13-year-old self? Oh, such a good question. I would tell her to trust your inner voice. And listen to your intuition because you were raised well and you went to good schools and you have so much to bring the world from your own mind and heart and soul that you can just listen yourself, trust yourself, and also be don't be afraid to ask for help along the way. I think sometimes we think we have to do everything all on our own, but everybody wants to help. And so if I was ever in like a tough situation or a challenge or needed a, some, a friend to bounce an idea off of, don't be afraid to ask. So trust yourself and ask for help when you need it um, because y'all are going to be just fine. Nevea, I want to thank you for co-hosting today. And Catherine, thanks so much for being our guest on Formative. Thank you so much for having me. And Nevea, thank you for the awesome questions. Thank you too. Season 5 of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc. Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gastic. My co-host today was Nevea from MS382K in Brooklyn. She was assisted by Tiffany. Season 5 of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by Tasha A.F. Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative 
or wherever you get your podcasts.